Welcome to Weber Wenzel Legal Insights. With over 150 years of experience and deep industry knowledge, Weber Wenzel is the leading full-service law firm on the African continent. Now that the COVID-19 vaccinations have arrived in South Africa, one of the key questions on the mind of employers is whether or not they can implement mandatory vaccination policies for employees. My name is Mbalin Kosi and I am your host over the six-part podcast series. This is a complex issue that will involve a careful balancing exercise of employer rights and obligations on one hand and employee rights on the other. Now, in keeping with aim of this podcast, we are focusing only on the law. Welcome to part three of this podcast series. And fortunately for me, I am not unpacking this complex issue alone. I am joined by Manaz Bucks and Kenneth Costa, experts from our employment and health and safety team. Thank you both for your time. Now, I want to start with mandatory workplace vaccination policies. Manaz, what is your take on such policies? Is it possible and are they enforceable? Thank you, Mbali. You are indeed correct. Not only is this a complex issue, it is a controversial one for many employers. As addressed in part one of the series, there is currently no law requiring mandatory vaccinations. The implementation of a COVID-19 mandatory vaccination policy may impact and or infringe one or more of an employee's constitutional rights. This can be an employee's right to freedom of religion, belief, and dignity. Whilst the Constitution is supreme law in South Africa, our rights contained in the Constitution are not absolute and may be limited, having regard to certain factors. The primary purpose to to enforce a compulsory COVID-19 workplace policy is to to protect lives and to ensure workplace safety. Such a policy will require a balancing of rights, the purpose of the policy with the rights of an employee. In addition, the implementation of the policy can be regarded as a unilateral change to terms and conditions of employment. We therefore caution employees to tread carefully on this aspect. Terms and conditions of employment cannot be unilaterally varied and has to be done by agreement between the parties. Without an agreement, employees have legal recourse against the employer. That's very interesting, Minas. But from what I gather, employers will need to trade carefully around this arena. It is probably best for employers to obtain expert legal advice on their workplace and workforce before implementing any mandatory vaccination policies, especially given the constitutional issues at play here. Further, South Africa has several anti-discrimination laws in place. The implementation of a mandatory COVID-19 vaccination policy may result in unfair discrimination on one or more of the listed grounds, such as religious grounds, cultural grounds, or even arbitrary grounds. So in a nutshell, the short answer is the implementation and enforceability of a mandatory COVID-19 policy is unlikely. 
employers should rather seek to embark on a communication drive, creating awareness about the vaccine. In such circumstances, when the vaccine does become more readily available, employees can make an informed decision on whether or not they wish to take the vaccine. Ken, moving on to you and on an even more complex issue. In an instance of a vaccinated employee developing secondary symptoms that lead to health complications or even worse, death, what is the potential liability for employers? Mbali, I think that employers will still be able to rely on the prescripts of Section 35 of the Compensation for Occupational Injuries and Diseases Act, meaning that employees and their dependents will be prevented from launching a claim against the employer for any diseases contracted in the course and scope of their employment. And of course, what's important to bear in mind is that such claims lie against the Compensation Commissioner and not against the the employer. But I do not wish to speculate too much further on this point, except to say that it would be a significant disincentive for employers to assist government in the procurement of vaccines and the assistance with vaccinations by having vaccinations being conducted on its premises if any legal liability were to accrue. It will be interesting to see if it is necessary to perhaps amend certain of the provisions of the COIDA Act to accommodate employers in this vaccination regime. We will see how it all unfolds. But thank you, Ken and Manas, for your insights on this complex issue. That concludes part three of the series. We do hope that you're able to join us for the rest of the series. I am your host, Mbali Gossi. Thank you for joining me for this podcast series. This series was produced for Weber Wenzel by volume. And our executive producer is Weber Wenzel's very own Shane Johnson. You have been listening to Weber Wenzel Legal Insights. You can find and subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms. For more expert legal insights and updates, visit WeberWenzel.com.